Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Thursday, June 30th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ted Simmons started collecting antique furniture when he was still on the road with the Cardinals as their longtime catcher. I'd get on the train at 30th Street Station in Philadelphia, and 45 minutes later, I was in Wilmington, Delaware at the Winterthur Museum. Eventually, he built a collection of contemporary American art along with his wife, the artist Marianne Ellison Simmons. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin talks with them about their collection in just a few minutes. Missouri voters will soon have to provide a valid photo ID to cast a ballot during elections. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, the requirement is part of a sweeping elections bill signed by Governor Mike Parson. Under the law, acceptable photo identification includes a non-expired Missouri driver's license or state ID, as well as other non-expired state or United States issued documents such as a passport. The legislation contains a multitude of other changes to the state's election laws. It gives the Secretary of State the authority to audit voter rolls. It also allows for two weeks of no-excuse absentee in-person voting before an election. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, who attended the signing, said the legislation is about running good elections. You want it to be easy to vote, you want it to be hard to cheat, and you want the people to have credibility in the results. The over 50-page law is effective August 28th, meaning it won't impact the August 2nd primary, but would be in effect in time for the general election in November. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. A couple of other significant bill signings from Governor Parson. One gives public charter schools in Missouri the same amount of funding per student as traditional public schools. If we are to make a difference in this state, no matter where people live, these kids have got to get an education. And I don't care where they get it. I really don't. All I want them to do is get it. The legislation uses state money to address a funding disparity for charter schools. Another bill, now signed into law, criminalizes homeless Missourians for sleeping on state-owned land. And the attorney general can sue local governments who do not follow that ban. Homeless advocates say it's a step in the wrong direction. Missouri's ban on abortion triggered by the U.S. Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade does not apply to Plan B, also known as the morning-after pill. A spokesperson for Attorney General Eric Schmidt tells the Missouri Independent the law does not affect distribution or use of Plan B or contraception. Healthcare providers and lawmakers who favor abortion rights have criticized the law for being too vague, making it unclear if cases like Plan B or the insertion of an IUD would be considered illegal. St. Louis County could help cover expenses for people who need to leave the state to get an abortion. As St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman reports, County Executive Sam Page is endorsing the idea. The proposal from two of Page's strongest allies on the county council mirrors one moving through the St. Louis Board of Aldermen. It directs a million dollars of federal coronavirus relief funds to the Department of Public Health for grants to cover the cost of things like hotels or child care. The money could not be used to pay for an abortion itself. Missouri now has a near total ban on abortion after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned a constitutional right to the procedure. Page says the ruling and the new law put millions of lives at risk. In St. Louis County, we do not prescribe to these dangerous beliefs. American Rescue Plan Act funds are a one-time source of money. A spokesman for Page says the administration will look at all available avenues of funding when the federal dollars are gone. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. 
U.S. Steel is planning to sell its two blast furnaces in Granite City. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports the union is warning of massive job losses. U.S. Steel has come to a preliminary agreement to sell the furnaces at the Granite City Steelworks to Suncoke Energy, based in the Chicago area. That company plans to build a $2 million crude iron production facility at the site. But the United Steelworkers Union says the move is part of U.S. Steel's overall strategy to reduce union jobs and move them to -to right-to-work states. A union spokesperson says they expect to lose 900 jobs at the Granite City location. A spokesperson for U.S. Steel says there will be no immediate impact on the workforce, but the employment could go down from 1,400 to about 550 after two years. U.S. Steel calls that an estimate, and the sale is still subject to regulatory approval. I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. A new exhibition at St. Louis Art Museum showcases the contemporary collection of Ted and Marianne Ellison Simmons. The former St. Louis Cardinals switch-hitting catcher was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame last year. She is a fine art printmaker and founder of Wildwood Press. The show includes prints, sculpture, and work commenting on social issues. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin asked Ted Simmons if his time on the field gave a boost to his career as a collector. The advantage I had is that by playing baseball, I was going all over the country. I'd be playing a game in Philadelphia that night, for instance, and, you know, I'd get on the train at 30th Street Station in Philadelphia, and, you know, 45 minutes later, I was in Wilmington, Delaware at the Winterthur Museum. I could do the same thing in Boston, New York City, all these great places with all the great museums and all the great work. Baseball gave me the luxury luxury of going in the day and playing in the night. Mm. So did friends and teammates know of you as the art guy? No. That wasn't, you know, that wasn't part of the trip. I mean, <laughs> you know, they knew me as the catcher. And, you know, when you're focused on, you know, night after night of Major League Baseball pursuing world championships, it's tough enough to just keep that organized with players. <laughs> they yeah. like you in context, and getting out of context can uh, be a little rough on folks sometimes. And the public's pretty much like that, too. When they run into me, they want to see me as Ted Simmons, a Hall of Fame player, and that's pretty much how they like it. To inundate them with this, uh, it takes a while. Marion, is there a piece in the collection that you're just particularly proud of? What I view as the pivotal piece is a piece by Bruce Nauman called Pay Attention. It's very forceful. It uses some language that may may offend some people. But the point of the piece is that throughout your life, our lives, you need to pay attention. And um, over the 52 years we've been married and the other five years that we, we were together before that, we've seen the Cold War in Vietnam and the rise of... LGBTQ plus issues and the civil rights issue and um, feminism, all of it, everything. And as we have recently learned, it's really important to pay attention to what's going on and what's coming down the road and what you can do about it. And that piece includes the words pay attention that we're seeing as if on the other side of a surface that it's written on. Yes. And the thing that strikes me about that is the idea that by the time you see those words, you're already inside 
the in, in some sense. Yes. You're you're not looking in at those words. You're right. you're already there. Right. <laughs> and that this is as close as I think he ever got to being straightforward. And yet the words are all backwards. The show is called Catching the Moment, so they're making no bones about the fact that a lot of people in this area uh, know you, Ted, for your on-field work, uh, and not so much your creative partnership with with Marianne. For people who don't know about this whole side of your life, uh, who may who are familiar with you from the field and come to the show, I guess they're getting caught up on what else you've been up to all this time. This is another side of me and my wife's life together. This coming out, more or less, uh, in the art world is um, not planned, wasn't uh, sought out, but Slam heard about our collecting and approached us and essentially has made this happen. Well, considering how personal that is, what does it mean to you now to be able to tell someone to walk into St. Louis Art Museum and, and see a chunk of this collection? What is that like for you? Thoughts Lucky boy. Yeah. Lucky girl. Not everybody yeah. gets to do this. We yeah. know the impact it's going to have, and we know what it means to us. We're lucky as yeah. we can be. When, when the museum approached us and asked us if, if we would consider doing this, it doesn't seem like it was a hard choice now, but at the time, this was a life's work. To leave this work in one of the great institutions in this country is a real privilege for us. That was Marianne Ellison Simmons and Ted Simmons speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin. Catching the Moment is on view at SLAM until September. Our David Caceres edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great day. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.